Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Wednesday, April 19th, and you're listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. That is the voice of today's special guest. She is the host of NFL Total Access, the broadcast. She's the co-host of the L Huddle podcast. Spent her childhood in New York, spent her adolescence and young adulthood in Miami, would spend her last dime to go see Janet Jackson or Beyonce <laughs> in concert. She's MJ Acosta-Ruiz. Welcome back to the pod, MJ. I am seeing one of those this summer. I'll let you guess which one because well, I did not have the I'm dimes to see I'm on that H. <laughs> Town coming, coming it's down. It's not. It I ain't could Janet. not. It, it is Janet. It is Janet. It is. Oh, I got it wrong. Yeah, it oh, is Janet. Because Very Gracie really wants to get Beyonce tickets. In fact, I think she on the slide bought Beyonce tickets. So <gasps> we'll be at Beyonce. You'll be at Janet. Ah! Okay, we'll swap. <laughs> People of the world today, are we looking for a better? <laughs> I love it. We are a part of the rhythm. I can't can't okay. clear that. Let's move on. Anyway, right. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy, and on today's show. Why is there a file called retirement in the Tuatonga Vailoa dossier? Well, because he put it there himself. We'll explain why the Trey Lance era in San Francisco may never actually begin. And why edge rusher prospect Tyree Wilson reveals he's actually not an edge rusher at all. Uh, Yagos, can I get some intrigue music here, please? Thank you very much. But first, this. I considered it, um, you know, for for a time, it would be hard for me to 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 walk away from from this game with with how old I am. With I mean, with my my son, I I always dreamed of growing, you know, playing as long as I could to where my son knew exactly what you know he was watching his his dad do. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's my health, it's my body, it, you know, and I I feel like this is what's best for me and, and, and my family. So, I mean, I, I love the game of football. You know, if I didn't, I would have quit a long time. That, of course, is the aforementioned Tua 
Tonga Vailoa, number one for your Miami Dolphins. MJ Acosta Ruiz, where did your mind go when you heard Tua say what we just heard? I think I was sort of ready to hear that because don't forget, I spoke with Tua when we were in Arizona in February. Um, And I had sort of an off the mic conversation with him like, hey, man, how are you feeling? How's it going? And he really did seem cautiously optimistic, right? Like very careful and not to say too much, as is his right, right? This is his health journey. This is his entire career. Beyond that, this is his entire life and livelihood, not just for him, but for his wife, for his son. Um, So it's a very heavy topic. And he was as well spirits as you could expect for somebody who was in the middle, truly, of a recovery period. So I remember in talking to him that day and he said, look, I'm really excited to get back to just training, to being me, to preparing for the season, to preparing for football. And and you could see it in his eyes, or I could, speaking with him in that moment on how hopeful he was, not just for getting back to his team, getting back to what we saw at the beginning of the 2022 season, uh, but really getting to a place where he was stronger, both physically and mentally, to take on the challenges of the game. But you could also tell that he had been wrestling with a lot. I mean, I can't imagine, Drew, we were watching from our end, feeling feeling pain for him, hoping that he was okay, just watching him as a human being, as somebody's son, as somebody's husband, as somebody's father, um, hoping that he was okay. So imagine being that person, having to go. It's an unimaginable thing to have to weigh. So I'm, I'm not freaking out that he considered it. Of course he did. That has to be part of that conversation, especially when you're talking about um, injury to your brain. So it's a lot. If he had answered that question, no, I never seriously contemplated retirement, my follow-up would have been, why not? Why not? And I wouldn't have believed him because he is such a thoughtful and insightful type of person that you know that he had those conversations. He had to have. You mentioned two things. One, getting back to training, Mm -hmm. and the other, getting back to what we know him to be when he is at his best. Let's remind the listener what Tua did last year alone. Mm -hmm. His completion percentage, 64.8, 3,500 yards plus passing, 25 touchdowns, only eight interceptions, a passer rating of 105.5. The concussion, the injury narrative has occluded what the truth is about him as a player. The truth about right. him as a as a professional includes both what he's able to do on the field and, yes, maybe a susceptibility to injury. That is why we are having this conversation. Mm-hmm. It's why he's asked about retirement. It's why there is an overarching concern. Yeah. But let us never forget what Tua Tonga-Vailoa, the quarterback, is capable of. Those numbers are very, very impressive. No question. I mean, this is a man who, through the first four weeks of what we saw in him in 2022, was on pace to throw for over 4,300 yards and possibly complete – 34 passing touchdowns, right? I think the juxtaposition of how um, jarring it was to see him down on the field, to see that injury put up against him playing at the potential that we know that he's had, the potential that the Dolphins on selecting him um, as a top first-round pick, you know, that it's just so hard to square that. But I think his ability was such on full display at the beginning of last season that it made that that injury such a harder pill to swallow for all of us um but his talent is apparent undeniable you talked about him getting back to training part of his off-season training regimen includes Mm jujitsu we have famously talked about that he talked about it again today he is still a white belt all right (laughs) let's not put the cart before the horse but what he is learning how to do in jujitsu is he's learning how to fall he said you think it's easy 
just don't fall and hit your head, right? But I mean, there's a lot more to it, he said. And the follow-up is obvious. Oh, yeah, like what? He says, obviously, tucking your chin. That was one of the deals. But but it went a lot more into the technique of how to disperse your energy when you fall. He talked about posture. He said, it's actually a lot cooler than you think when you hear about Mm -hmm. learning how to fall. And then he finishes by saying... I just think like anything else, you continue to train it. You continue to work at that. It becomes second nature. And for guys at my position, he reminds us, we barely get hit until the season starts. Mm. So, I mean, with jujitsu, I've been thrown airborne. I've been put in many uncomfortable positions for me to learn how to fall and try to react throughout those positions that I'm getting thrown around in. I like the fact that he's always been this kind of guy. We know his story. He was the hardest working guy on his team. We hear that about a lot of the best pros is that they're first to arrive they're last to leave they have a work ethic that is uncompromising and unmatched his is the same and i love the fact i really respect the fact that he is seeking answers to what may be a problem answers to what may be an issue and if it's about falling he's trying to learn how to fall mj michael robinson the real mike rob (laughs) loves this in theory he's not sure about it in practice listener this is what mike rob had to say earlier today First of all, I'm I'm a Tua fan. I want to say that first. Um, I wasn't always a Tua fan, but just seeing when he came out on the field and I was able to talk uh, to his quarterback, Coach Daryl Bevel, over this past season, we were out there and just his anticipation, his timing, all of those things to me are are at an elite level. But when you're a franchise quarterback and every single time you get tackled, I mean, I mean, literally there were times last year I'm going, oh, like every single time. He hit the ground. To me, that that's some cause for, for concern. Um, obviously, as a football player, as a as a guy who's had multiple concussions, he had to think about his future. I think that's that's a responsible way of thinking. But if he feels that he can go forward, I think we have to, to we have to take him at his word. But I will say, sometimes we have to, you know, doctors have to protect players from themselves. And it seems like everything is clear with to. I just. <laughs> The jujitsu thing, it should help, but teaching a grown man how to fall again, to me, I'm just, I'm ca- I'm cautiously optimistic. Let's just say that. Okay, MJ, Dolphins fan, Tua is mm-hmm. your quarterback. Yeah. And the Miami front office has made it quite clear they are looking at every position in the draft except for quarterback. Are you good with that? I am good with that. And, and I'll go back to just the training um, in, in jujitsu. I don't know if you know this about I me, don't. Drew, but I covered a lot of boxing, a lot of MMA very early on in my career in South Florida. So I was at these training sessions with these MMA fighters who most of most of whom had a lot of training in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So the whole point of it is being on the ground in grappling in starting off on your feet and getting slammed down that way. So to Tua's point, it is very, very intricate. You have to learn how to manipulate your body and control your body in ways that most of us can't even begin to imagine. So I think this is exactly the right step. Um, I, I, I wonder also, I, I love that he said energy, right? Yes, Displacing your energy. energy. Yes, because it's not just about taking the physical, physical part of it you also have to mentally prepare to okay switch your brain into fight or flight into no I know exactly what to do to protect myself in this moment to potentially get out of this so I think he's definitely on the right track here Um, I think again going back to the numbers and just really seeing him shine in his true skill set like we did last season um, I mean it why should they be looking at, at another quarterback I think if he's saying confidently I can do this I can be back 
I think they owe it to him and to the organization, to the team, to really see this out. Um, and yeah, part of that is my my Dolphins fandom speaking, but also I think my Tua fandom. I, I really do believe in him as a player, as a leader, and as a talent in this league. And you reminded us moments ago, as you always do, that this is a man, this is a husband, this mm-hmm. is a father who has a financial obligation to his family. Yeah. He is set to make $4.7 million guaranteed this season, obviously very low on the quarterback scale. But in 2024, that number jumps to 23.1, fully guaranteed. $23.1 million fully guaranteed. And after what we just saw from Jalen Hurts, the list of quarterbacks who are in theory next up, Joe Burrow is at the head of that queue. Justin Herbert is right there with him, if not right behind him. And Tua Tonga-Vailoa, in the mouths of most experts, is third on the list. Right. 100%. 100%. Something very important to consider because somebody else's financial future is their own to decide. The last thing I will say on this is that the final word isn't mine or MJ's. It goes to the player. Mm-hmm. DeMar Hamlin announced he wants to return to football. And while we worry for him, we balance that concern with optimism and hope yes. and admiration for the young man's determination. And yes, these are very different situations, DeMar Hamlin's and Tua Tonga-Vailoa's, but underlying both is a very real-life concern shared by fans and family and teammates and coaches that our players are put in positions to succeed in a way that doesn't pose unreasonable risk to their long-term health. Tua is working on putting himself in the best position possible. And I know that I speak for almost everyone listening when I say I really hope it works. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected, or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. 
But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with MJ Acosta Ruiz. And the next topic, revisionist history, as in the disappearance of time, as in the Trey Lance era in San Francisco, traded for, prepared for, seemingly Mm -hmm. on deck, and definitely highly anticipated, may now simply vanish. Like a bite from that apple in Draco Mm -hmm. Malfoy's vanishing cabinet, along with the three first-round picks and the third-round pick that it took to acquire Trey Lance. NFL media insider Ian Rappaport reporting that the Niners have received inquiries from several teams looking into a potential trade for Trey Lance. Rappaport added that the conversations have resulted from San Francisco fielding the calls, not making them. MJ, that's an important distinction, I suppose. You've covered this team. You are tapped into this team. How seriously should we take this? Do you reckon Trey Lance's real estate agent is anxiously awaiting his call? This is fascinating to me because we remember how aggressively the 49ers jumped up to get that first round pick, third overall, to get Trey Lance specifically. Um, So, look, the way that things have played out, certainly there's no way that Shanahan thought this is how it was going to be, that we will only get this small sample size of Trey Lance on the field in the Trey Lance era last year. Obviously, we got, what, one and a half games uh, of the guy. So we really haven't even seen him to, to begin to scratch the surface of his potential. Um, however, I, I start to think of it from the teams making those calls, right? So we see all of these lists from our draft experts, the top five guys at, at the quarterback position, and we sort of focus in on those five. So outside of that, if you're a team who is probably later in the first round or early in the second, and you want a guy that has about as much potential as any of these draft selections to be honest because they don't know what it's going to be you never know until they hit the field at the nfl level they think shanahan thought a lot of this guy let's give him a call let's give him a call see what he thinks i i mean shoot your shot so i can understand it from that perspective because the 49ers are very good at scouting they are very good at bringing in these guys and they as much as they see potential in certain players they also see skill set very quickly They're not trying to have a project for several seasons. They want a guy who they know, hello, Brock Purdy, who can come in and really be effective. So I can understand how teams will be like, well, they already did the scouting report for us and they drafted him third overall. So why don't we give him a call and see, hey, you have this other guy who now you have, you know, a pretty good uh, price, if you will, because don't forget the business side of this and Brock Purdy. Maybe we we see if they're willing to do a little tradesies here. Okay, they did the scouting side of the Mm -hmm. equation for other teams. What they haven't done, though, is play 
the man. Now, Sorry. granted, he obviously got injured in week two of 2022. Yeah. That cut short his season. But when they had the opportunity to play him before, he was an understudy behind mm -hmm. Jimmy G. He has only played in eight of the 34 possible games played since he entered yeah. the league in 2021. Trey Lance only has to, to date four starts. His career stats, two and two as a starter, 54.9 completion percentage, a 99.6 passer rating, which is good, 797 passing yards, five passing touchdowns, three picks. He does have 54 carries for 235 rushing yards, one rushing TD. I don't know that that tells us a whole lot. Again, you sort of get this phrase uttered a lot too often by myself. Small sample size. So totally. what do we know about Trey Lance? Well, not a whole hell of a lot. He mm -hmm. still kind of remains the same project that he was when the Niners made the big move right. to get him in that draft. Yeah. So what do you do now if you're San Francisco? You don't have a first and second round pick. Mm. You have three third round picks. So you can't assume that they are going to be ambitious in this year's draft vis-a-vis -a, -vis a potential quarterback. Instead, they have recently acquired Sam Darnold and Brock Purdy, who even in the best of circumstances won't recover from this UCL surgery to that right. throwing elbow until the very beginning of the season. So what do you do? Sam Darnold is, if I believe this report... Sam Darnold is the presumed starter mm -hmm. in San Francisco. Could you have predicted that six months ago? Was not on my bingo card. Not even close. <laughs> it wasn't on anybody's. Absolutely. It wasn't even on Sam Darnold. So let's be clear not. about that. Um, now, I will say this, and I think it's uh, – I love that Ian Rappaport made that distinction of teams are calling them. Correct. They're not shopping Correct. Trey Lance. I think it's nice to feel wanted, right, and courted, if you will. Um, whether you're for the Niners, 49ers, or Trey Lance. Like, hey, there's interest. That's great for Trey, to be honest. Um, but I don't, I don't think he'll go anywhere. You don't? I don't. I think they've, they invested too much to get him, and they really haven't seen a return on that investment. So why would they let that go before even taking it there? And to your point, right now they can only fully count the start of the season with two guys right. that are in there, Sam and Trey. And so – Sam and Trey, you're right. You cannot yeah. count on Brock. You you're can't absolutely right. Count yes, on yes, Brock yes, yes. Gotcha. Just yet until he's like really into it. Because as our researcher Kendall was telling us, if everything remains the same and perfect in his recovery, he'd be ready to go by week one. So that means you miss all of training camp. You miss realistically all of preseason. Where are you getting the snaps with the first team? And truth be told, Jed York and John Lynch nor Kyle Shanahan mm -hmm. want to be filed under the heading oh. big trade day moves mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. backfired because Correct. that would be joining a group like the RG3 move of right. course that happened in Washington for me those big misses on a big move yeah. the Washington gave up three firsts and a second very mm -hmm. similar to the package that it took to get Trey Lance back in 2012 right. that didn't work out one good season and then nothing the Cardinals traded up to get a tenth to get yeah. Josh Rosen that required a first a third and a fifth and of course the next year they drafted yeah. Kyler Murray so nobody wants to be filed under that heading in MJ's estimation Trey Lance for all of this sort of rumor mill for all of this activity and for all of the phone calls that Jed York and John Lynch may be fielding Trey Lance isn't going anywhere according to MJ we interrupt this podcast to bring you a remarkable young man. He's the second-ranked edge rusher in the 2023 draft, and yet he says, I'm not really an edge rusher at all. He's considered a lock top 10 pick, according to most draft experts. I've seen him as high as fourth, MJ. Just today, Michael Robinson projects him sixth 
to the Lions. But the most impressive part of this kid is his confidence, of which he may have more than anyone in the 2023 NFL Draft. First name Tyree, last name Wilson. Mike Yam, take it from here. Terry Wilson, the Texas Tech edge rusher, is with us right now. Coming off a season where he led his squad to TFLs and sacks. Actually did that the last two seasons. All right, man, break this down for me because I feel like my inbox has been blowing up with all these visits that you're taking. Take me through what it's actually like for you as you're meeting some of these teams. I mean, just meeting a lot of great people and a lot of great coaches and, you know, great organizations. It's, it's just the path you got to do to, you know, get to where I want to be which is on the on NFL team. You mentioned that path, and it's not always the most prototypical path, a straight line to have success. But here you are. You could be the number two overall pick, a top five guy. You were a transfer to get to Tech from, from A&M. At what point did you realize, yo, this is real, and I could be a top five pick in the NFL draft? I mean, the end of, the end of last year, you know, I knew, knew it was more steps to take uh, going into my my journey in college. Uh, so I came back another year and just got around Coach DeRuiter and uh, Coach Coach McGuire and Coach CJ Ayu and then got in a great scheme and you know I helped help lead the defense and you know uh, to to be the one of the best defense in the Big 12. Well, you mentioned, or I mentioned some of your numbers. You talk about scheme, and yet, leaving Indianapolis, I think a lot of people focused in on your combine measurements. 84 and a half inch wingspan. Just in case you're wondering, that's not small. That's really long. How does your length actually help you when you hit the field and you're trying to create some problems for quarterbacks? I mean, you, I mean, you can't make length. Uh, you know, I was, I was blessed uh, with the length I have, but it's no one I mean you can't just put somebody on the field that's long you gotta you gotta know how to use it so it's about getting people off your body and you know shocking the shed and you know affecting the reach to getting the quarterback's window and you know affecting not by just sacking them but by putting your arms up or you know getting the ball out well, it's funny because we're showing some of your, your moves actually out on the football field. Michael Robinson, who's going to be doing a breakdown of your game coming up in just a couple of minutes here. He, we were going back and forth. Like, I know you're listed as an edge guy. Do you see yourself on Sundays being an edge guy or a guy that can play sort of on the interior and still generate pressure on quarterbacks? I wouldn't, I wouldn't list myself as just an edge or outside linebacker or DN. I, I list myself as, you know, a pure pass rusher, being able to go inside, rush from inside, rush from outside, two point, three point, it don't matter. Tyree, I think at the end of the day, people have their draft boards. The teams are going to evaluate guys. They're going to look at your film, take into consideration what you are as, as a person in some of these visits. It might be pretty close, though, with you or someone else that they're deciding. What do you want general managers, coaches, ownership groups, what do, they, what do you want them to know about you that could – lean in your favor in terms of them selecting you on April 27th? Well, first, though, I hope I hope the team, you know, making this pick has has done, the, you know, the background, you know, to know, to know how, you know, who they're getting, you know, somebody that's, you know, going to be successful uh, on a day-to-day -day basis, somebody that's a leader, uh, somebody that's a good person, not going to be uh, in any trouble, and, you know, somebody that you can account on and, you know, depend on doing the right thing and doing their job and, you know, uh, be the face of a defense. All right, man, before I let you get going, your best move, because M-Rob is going to take show me the tape here. What do you think your best move is on the field? I would say for sure the long run, just because you could do you could do so much things off of it and, you know, compress the pocket and let, let other, other D linemen and linebackers eat around you. 
Tyree, man, can't wait to hear your name call. Something tells me you're not going to have to wait long at all to be selected in the NFL draft, man. Enjoy the process and good luck to you. I appreciate it. Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a toyota truck you buy toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit Visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. This is NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with MJ Acosta-Ruiz, and the next topic is NFL history, rather NFL herstory, made by super agent Nicole Lynn, who became the third woman and first black woman to represent an NFL first-round draft pick. That was Quinnen Williams back in 2019. She then became the first black woman to represent a quarterback in the Super Bowl. That was Jalen Hurts. And this week, Nicole Lynn negotiated the largest contract in total value in NFL history. That, of course, being Jalen Hurts. Five-year, $255 million deal with $179.3 million of that guaranteed. 
lead. She also, of course, fought for the first no-trade clause in Eagles history, which gives Jalen Hurts what he wanted and what he deserved, control over his future. MJ, less than five years in the biz yep. to have brokered the league's biggest deal, makes her a rather big deal. What can you tell us about yeah. Nicole Lynn? Um, she is as remarkable as as she sounds. She really is. I've gotten... I've, I've had the pleasure of getting to know her over the years from when she did start out in the business. I remember watching her at the draft with Quinn Williams. And I think what really stands out the most about her, just in my conversations with her, is how much she truly respects and cares for her clients. So it's far more than just a number on a contract, a clause. She really wants these young men to, to build a life beyond what you just see on the field. And I think having that kind of, of purview is, is really important, really special. Um, and beyond that, she, she doesn't, <laughs> she's not playing around. When she goes in to negotiate, she is a lawyer by trade. Um, so she understands inherently not only the nuances um, and all the layers of contracts and negotiations, um, but then also the human aspect of it. Beyond that, she's breaking barriers in her sleep, right? Um, I don't think she seeks to do that, but it just comes with the territory as a black woman in sports, um, a black woman in sports, rather, actually, the sweatshirt I have on now, you guys, says Women in Sports Social Club, which came as a gift from Jalen Hurts to not just myself, but several other black women in the industry. Um, and you can see the intention behind what Jalen does. And every time you see a great man, there is definitely strong women behind that. Uh, Nicole uh, leading the way in that team. Actually, his entire management team is comprised of women of color. So it's the intention for me um, and, and really just the excellence. Uh, everything that she's done at every pace. And then she's, when you just speak to her, you want her to be your best friend. Like she's just, she's just a really, really cool person. Um, and she has her own book as well. So you should look that up on Amazon and grab it. I already bought it, read it cover to cover 10 out of 10 highly recommend. Um, she's just one of those people that is not just aspirational, but someone who, who continues to inspire me, even though we're adjacent in this industry, but in completely different roles. I'm like, Hashtag goals every time I see Nicole Lynn and she, and she carries it with so much grace, even though I know the amount of weight that she carries on her shoulders. So props to Nicole Lynn. Um, this is a, a Nicole Lynn um, fan podcast now. Just saying. Translation number one, a little kid's game in what many refer to as a grown ass man's league is being led to new heights by a badass woman. Translation number two. And this is for you, Lamar Jackson. Two words, Nicole Lynn. Call her, man. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. And MJ, could you trip that switch for us, please, right there? Yep. Yes, that one. Thank you. That means we're back on the clock in our countdown to the 2023 NFL Draft presented by Verizon, April 27th, 28th, and 29th on NFL Network and NFL Plus. And today our focus requires a focal point of no more than a few feet. We sit in the reflected brilliance of SoFi Stadium, and today we turn our attentions to one of SoFi's tenants, the L.A. Rams. What does history say about the Los Angeles Rams? Well, their origin story dates to 1937. That is 87 seasons in all. Their record, a winning record, just 604 wins, 592 losses, 21 ties. That is a 505 win percentage. That's 17th best in NFL history. Five Super Bowl appearances for the Rams, two wins. Their playoff record, 26 wins, 27 
losses. Their winningest ever coach, John Robinson, the great John Robinson, 75 and 68, was his record as Rams head coach. The Rams have eight retired jersey numbers. Number seven, that's Bob Waterfield. Number 28, of course, that's Marshall Falk. Number 29, that's E.D., Eric Dickerson. Number 74, Merlin Olson. Number 75, the great Deacon Jones. Number 78, the great Jackie Slater. Number 80, Isaac Bruce. And number 85, Jack Youngblood. The Rams have no fewer than 33 players, coaches, or executives in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Look up that list. Notable guys include, other than the guys I just mentioned as retired jersey numbers, Kevin Green is on that list. Kurt Warner, our friend and colleague Kurt Warner, is on that list. And, of course, Orlando Pace is also in the Hall of Fame, the only place where it pays to be a bust. Okay, so that's what they've been. What are they now? Well... Actually, it's kind of hard to tell. Two seasons ago, this happened. The Los Angeles Rams are world champions! And then, of course, in 2022, this happened. Incomplete to the left sideline and Cup is hurt. The Rams' season is laying on his back. And right around the same time, this did too. For the Rams, they're just trying to figure out who's going to play. Matthew Stafford out, Cooper Cup out, Allen Robinson out, Aaron Donald out, Ashawn Robinson out. No word of any of these guys will make it back at the end of the season. There's a lot of question as to if Matthew Stafford specifically isn't just going to be shut down for the remainder of the year. Hard to recover from? Well, impossible. As it turns out, this was a team that finished the 2022 season 5-12. and 12. Statistically, they're a bit confusing. Their offense, their total offense, dead last 32nd out of 32 teams in the NFL. Scoring offense 27th, rushing tied for 27th, passing 27th. They were 30th in the NFL at giving up sacks. They were 31st in the NFL at big plays. Translation, they didn't have a lot of them and they were 31st in the NFL at yards per play. This was not a quick strike offense. On the other side of the ball, their total defense ranked 19th. Scoring defense, 21st. They were, however, first in the NFL. This is where my confusion comes in. They were the top-ranked NFL defense in the red zone, and they were ranked second against the big play. Where does that leave them? with work to do. Their team needs, according to NFL.com, edge rush, cornerback, and defensive line. Not exactly surprising when you consider they lost Bobby Wagner, Leonard Floyd, Jalen Ramsey, Greg Gaines, and Taylor Rapp. But they have 11 picks, 11 total picks in the 2023 NFL Draft with which to address those needs. That's tied for second most in the draft. They have a second round pick, the 36th pick overall. They have two picks in the third. They have three picks in the fifth. They have three more picks in the sixth round and two picks in the seventh. Okay, MJ, thank you for your patience as we looked at Rams then and now. Let's talk about your perspective. When I say L.A. Rams, where does your mind go? My mind goes to where have the Rams gone? (laughs) Yes. Right? Like, I mean, how do you go from such a high and being Super Bowl champs in your stadium to then – basically disappearing off the face of the league. Um, I think that was one of the most remarkable uh, Super Bowl hangovers that I've seen in a really long time. And I really didn't expect it because I was like, oh, man, every this is going to turn into like a Kansas City Chiefs situation where everybody is chasing the Rams for years to come. So I, I don't know what 
happened there or how that happened, especially with the amount of talent that was still on that team, injuries to keep players aside there. Um, but, but there's something in me that can't count the Rams out. I think we can sort of scratch the 2022 season. All right, you guys did it. You got the Lombardi. Fair enough. Maybe maybe you you regroup from here. Um, but there there's just something about also the Sean Sean McVay aspect of this about the amount of talent that's on this team that I can't just discount them and write them off despite um, how bad last season was uh, for the Rams. Okay, so last night took an L, but tonight I bounced back. Exactly. So we scratch off 2022. <laughs> they clearly have work to do. Yeah. MJ, in your estimation, it will be a perfect or a successful draft for the Rams if they do what. Well, we know that they're they're not big on tons of draft picks or high draft picks, but they certainly have plenty. Yes, this they year. have 11 to work with. Yeah, and early in the second round. Um, what do you like there? I'd love to see them jump up. Get in the first round. We yeah. haven't seen you there since, what, Jared Goff? That Come is on. correct. Get in there. There's a lot of talent. There's a lot of defensive talent, which is an area that they definitely need to uh, regroup on, having lost a lot of guys um, over the offseason and free agency. Um, so I think if they jump up, um, get a few guys for the secondary, there's quite a few players out there that we all love that we've been gassing up. Come on, Rams. Let's see it. Let's see you on day one. I love this enthusiasm. And finally, MJ, thank you so much for your time today and your thoughts. Please finish the following sentence. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if the 2023 L.A. Rams did what? If they get right back in it. If they get right back to being true contenders, not only in the division, but in the conference as well. Uh, like I said, there's just something about that little glimmer in Sean McVay's eyes. Can't count that man down. There's a glimmer in MJ's eyes. I can attest to it personally. <laughs> um, that spells hope for the L.A. Rams. There is no hope for you, though, in the following segment. Why? Because you are not a Rams fan. So let's ask MJ to leave. Let's stamp her uh, parking ticket, please, please, as we throw open the doors to the NFL Hall of Fans. Cue the music. Rams fans like NFL Network producer Alex Wilk, who is a Rams fan because he is a diehard L.A. sports fan, he says, all around. He was born without an NFL team. His father was actually a Bears fan. So when Alex was a kid, he was loosely, he says, a Bears fan for a number of years as a child, as an unhappy child, he recalls, not because of his family, but because of his Bears fandom. And yes, Alex wanted a team that felt like they were his own. So he remembers the Aaron Donald draft. He wanted him to be taken by the Bears. But then the Rams picked him. And Alex thought to himself, I love that. That's an investment in my future fandom. Sure enough, Aaron Donald was amazing. Sure enough, the team did move back to L.A. Sure enough, Alex Wilkes' fandom was secured. His favorite ever Rams players? Current guys, Aaron Donald. Why? Because he's been so dominant. Because he's Aaron Donald. He's hit. He flings it away on fourth down. Aaron Donald got there. The greatest of all time on defense does it in the biggest moment of Super Bowl 56. And Alex Wilk has a lot of love for Cooper Cup. Alex was a producer on the Path to the Draft show back when Cooper Cup was a prospect in the draft. And Cooper Cup was Alex's weekly guest on that show. He was at that time an under-the-radar dude. Don't forget, he was an Eastern Washington prospect. But the more that Alex talked to him and about him, the more Alex realized this kid's going to be special. Throws the fade. Back shoulder. Cooper Cup's got it. Cooper Cup brings it in. Touchdown. 
Touchdown! Touchdown, L.A. The third name that Alex Wilk checks, Robert Woods. Bobby Trees. Alex loved him at USC, and when he came to the Rams, he became such a glue guy, Alex describes him as being, a big moment, big block, big catch kind of player. He wasn't necessarily the star of the team, but he was a huge part of that McVay offense. And Alex says that most real Rams fans would probably say they miss Robert Woods because he was so reliable and he was willing to do the dirty work. Alex Wilkes' best Rams memory has to be winning the Super Bowl right here at home in that stadium, in SoFi Stadium, seeing it live in that brand new palace as Alex describes it. He said no one could have ever felt like we did. Yeah, the Bucks won at home, but that was during COVID, so there weren't really fans there. He said what we as Rams fans experienced on that day was something that no one else in NFL history can say that they experienced. It was the perfect day, he said. I was there with my wife. It was a perfect hot LA day. Coronas and tacos in the parking lot. So many friends that he knew at the game. He said, I saw Clayton Kershaw in the stands and as a hardcore Dodgers fan, he was starstruck. He said it was the perfect LA party with the ultimate LA concert, of course, at halftime. He also remembers a very special game, and those of you who watched it and know about this game, well, you remember it too. It was a Chiefs and Rams game. It was a Monday night game that was originally scheduled to be played in Mexico City. But because of field conditions, that game had to be rescheduled, and it was played at the LA Coliseum. Well, anybody who watched that game remembers it was a classic. Right sideline, Field Everett, caught him in the shoulder at the 10, oh. tiptoes the sideline, touchdown LA! On a night that LA will never forget. 54-51 Los Angeles. Alex threw in a worst memory. He said watching Jared Goff overthrow Brandon Cooks against the Patriots in that Super Bowl felt like a defining moment and a missed opportunity. Alex says it'll be the perfect draft for my Rams if they find themselves a first-round caliber player at the top of the second round at 36. He said, I'd like to walk away feeling like we have the steal of the second round. Probably an edge rusher, but he said, obviously, we need a lot of help in a lot of places. O-line, corners, linebackers, at least one wide receiver. He said, don't forget, we have the fewest numbers of players currently under contract on the roster in the NFL by far, 45 players only. He says the perfect draft would also include trading down for more young talent on this team. And finally, Alex Wilk says, I wouldn't be surprised if my Rams got themselves in a position to acquire Caleb Williams in next year's draft. That is a hopeful pick, but of course it is attached to a slightly negative view of what the 2023 season beckons. To be in a position to get Caleb Williams means this is not a winning team. Rams fans like Jeff Birchfield. We call him Birch. He was born an hour east of L.A. and he grew up in Raiders and Niners territory in Northern California. But growing up just outside of L.A., he was a Rams fan, womb to the tomb. He said his first favorite player was wide receiver Harold Jackson. Harris dropping back to pass, throws toward the end zone, man open, touchdown Los Angeles to Harold Jackson. Then Birch fell in love with Eric Dickerson. Turns and gives to the tailback. Dickerson pops it up the middle of the 40. 40 to the 30, to the 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown! 55 yards. 
and finally his fandom turned to Marshall Falk. Handoff, Marshall Falk off the left side across the 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. He's in Eagles territory. 40, 30, he's still going. 20, 15, down he goes at the 13-yard line of Philadelphia. A big gainer for Marshall Falk. Birch reminds me that when the Rams moved to St. Louis, he didn't feel abandoned because he was living in Northern Cal. He was fighting the good fight on behalf of the Rams against all the Niners fans and against all the Raiders fans. His best memory, his best moment, he says when Eric Dickerson ran for 240-some yards versus the Cowboys in that playoff game. Pitches off to Dickerson, Whoa. hard right, at the 40, 35, 30, down to the 20, 15, down to the 10, to the 5, touchdown! Whoa, did he do that? Yes! That puts him at 227 yards, a Ram playoff record. Birch ruefully remembers that his Rams always ran into Montana when it mattered most. And he remembers with a wince that loss to the Bears in the NFC Championship game. And this one is history with a stunning 24-0 victory over the Los Angeles Rams. The Bears have captured the NFC Championship. But Birch, on a hopeful note, says, I wouldn't be surprised if my 2023 L.A. Rams contended for a division title and a playoff spot. He says, and I wouldn't be surprised if we have a new quarterback in two years, maybe even this year. Rams fans like Ryan Bertrand who works in the newsroom here at NFL Media. Why is Ryan a Rams fan? He says, because I'm an L.A. native. He used to ask when he was a little kid, Dad, why don't we have a team? And his dad struggled with that answer because his dad was one of those Rams fans who did feel abandoned when the Rams went off to St. Louis. But once they came back, Ryan welcomed them with open arms and adopted the Rams as his own. His favorite ever player? Well, he said Dad's favorite player was Eric Dickerson. But mine? That was Todd Gurley. I had the jersey. He loved the burst of Todd Gurley. He loved his open field speed. He said when Todd Gurley got around the edge, it became a track meet with everybody else on the field, and that track meet was always won by Todd Gurley. Give the Gurley, head of steam, 30, 35, 40, there he goes, 50. Rolling at the 40, at the 30, being chased, they're not going to get him. Touchdown, Todd Gurley, 71 yards right up the middle. He also says, don't forget how good Todd Gurley was at breaking tackles. He also, of course, name checks like so many Rams fans do. Cooper Cup, the Super Bowl MVP. He loves his route running. He loves the fact that Cooper Cup gives his all, including the play that he got injured on. He said, don't forget, this is a guy who gives everything, every snap. And in that way, he is the perfect representation of what this team is and what this team should be. His best memory? Yes, the Super Bowl win. But Ryan's answer is sort of interesting. Why the Super Bowl win? He said, because ask all of my friends. They're all fans of other teams and the Rams come back to LA and I don't have to wait very long and they've won it all. So I have talking point. I've got hand over my friends here in LA. And of course, we got to win it right here at home. Ryan Bertrand's perfect draft for his Rams, a revamped O-line to lay the foundation for what's next. A lot of work to be done replacing some of those big names on defense. So that has to happen too. And Ryan finishes by saying, I wouldn't be surprised if the 2023 Rams do slightly better than what's expected. What did that mean exactly? Well, he said this, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't finish last in the division. And Rams fans like my dear friend Erica Roby. 
who says that she is a Rams fan because they are the coolest hometown team in L.A., and they get to play in the most gorgeous stadium in the NFL. Erica says, I bought season tickets when they moved to SoFi to experience the Rams. She says, they are my Ramily. Whose house? You know the answer to that one. Her favorite player, she says, it's impossible to pick one, so I won't. But she name-checks Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, and Tyler Higby. Those are her favorites. She wears the number nine jersey and admires Matt Stafford's story with respect to how he supported his wife when she had brain cancer. Erica says that Matthew Stafford is a true family man who has always been a respectable quarterback in his play and even in press conferences. Best moment, hands down, was being at the game when the Rams defeated the San Francisco 49ers in the 2021 NFC Championship game 20-17. to Erica was there with her son. She said we hugged and we cried tears of joy and we waved goodbye to the red jerseys leaving the stadium. It's tipped! It's intercepted! It's intercepted! Aaron Donald got pressure on Garoppolo! What did we just witness? Erica says it would be the perfect draft if my Rams can get a few good diamonds in the rough, she calls them, with some of their picks. I have my eye on Kalijah Kansi, she says, from the Pittsburgh Panthers. He's been compared to Aaron Donald, but he can play so many positions. He did so well at the Combine. Erica's fingers are crossed to get Kalijah Kansi. So there you have it, listener, a day to recognize and celebrate the L.A. Rams. Two years ago, they were Super Bowl champions. What will they be this year? Will they make a return to relevance? Will they challenge for a division title and potentially a playoff spot, too? Time will tell. The one thing I can assure you, we will be watching. I want to thank today's very special guest, MJ Acosta Ruiz, and of course, all of the Rams fans who shared their stories with us. And I want to invite the listener to join us tomorrow when our countdown to the draft stops at Mile High Stadium in Denver, Colorado, for a closer look at the Denver Broncos. What were they in 2022? They were 5-12. and 12. They were confounding. They were disappointing. They were not what we thought they would be. But is it just possible that with Sean Payton now at the reins and in a second year with Russell Wilson, that this team will be this year what they thought they should have been last year? That's the question, and we'll give it some answers tomorrow. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is Aaron's. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, 
you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order.